Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Bridge the Atlantic. We are your host, music web designer, Ross Barber, owner of Electric Kiwi, where we create awesome custom websites for bands, artists, and musicians. And I'm award-winning singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and indie filmmaker, Marcia Novelli. This week, we're excited to welcome internationally renowned celebrity vocal coach, teacher, performer, and award-winning songwriter, Wendy Parr, to the show. Wendy has 25 years of vocal coaching experience and has gained industry acclaim for her signature style of teaching and artist development. Her clients include artists such as Sarah Bareilles, one of my favourites, Regina Spector, and A Great Big World, and her song Dreams on Fire, which was produced and co-written by A.R. Raman, featured on the Grammy award-winning Slumdog Millionaire soundtrack. Wendy also leads the Artist Circle, a monthly event based out of New York City, Los Angeles, and Nashville, where musicians, vocalists, songwriters, and producers come together to grow, get community support, and transform their careers. We're looking forward to learning more about her work in the music industry and the role authenticity plays in her approach to developing artists. Hi, Wendy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it, yeah. It's going to be awesome. So, Wendy, we like to start things off by being pretty awkward um, and asking (laughs) you to tell us three things about yourself that everyone should know. Oh, my goodness. Um, Wow. Okay, yes, authenticity is like the fuel that runs my uh, gas tank, I guess, and uh, lights my fire. Um, I'm very much about evolving. Like, I think that's a, what we're here to do as human beings is just grow as, as people. And as I was talking with uh, Zach Jones yesterday, phenomenal artist in Secret Someones, and he's been uh, playing with Sting. And we were talking about, you know, an artist's constant curiosity. And that's something very much about me. Like, I'm a truth seeker and a truth sayer. And that's that curiosity of just finding the truth in things, finding what something's about, you know, that, and that growing from it, you know. Um, and the third, I would say, is that I definitely believe in magic. What kind of magic? Of imagination, of creativity. I think that, you know, the world that, well, you know, every singer will say it in, in a first conversation I have with an artist in our first session. You know, um, we always, like, I always start a discussion about, you know, why someone sings and what they value in it. And uh, people will say, I get lost in my music. And I think that's actually the being found. I think that uh-huh. the world that we tend to live in and see and think is real is not the real thing. But that the singing in the creative world and that world of your imagination and sensitivity, that's the real world. That's oh, what we're going to get along just fine. <laughs> we're going to get along just fine. Well, see, this is why I invited Wendy on the show, because uh, I, I think we, we bumped into each other on Twitter and you, you made a comment about Glasgow. Um, mm-hmm. And then we had a conversation about how I've never worn a sporran and I've, I don't think I've ever even worn a kilt. Oh, um, but I think you, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I am. Um, <laughs> 
But uh, but yeah, no. What, what struck me was I was looking through your Twitter feed and just the stuff you were posting. I really liked the kind of vibe that I got from you. Um, you. There was a lot of talk about authenticity and and all this stuff, which are the kind of things that we promote and talk about a lot yeah. on this show. Um, so yeah, I'd like my, to my of, whole. Sorry, I started jumping the rest. I was just going to say, as a singer songwriter myself, that's what I pride myself on: being mm-hmm. genuine, authentic, and yep. I wanted to go back to you saying uh, truth. That's another thing. I'm a huge fan of documentaries, and I think that's because I love finding the truth in things. You know, I just mm-hmm. so I, I can completely relate to you with that one. Well, with everything so far. So. Well, thanks. <laughs> well, and likewise, you know, when when we did connect, I you know I looked at what you guys were doing, and that's why I said, oh yeah, it resonated. So I said, yeah, absolutely, let's have this conversation. Well, uh, you know what? We just started this off in the first five minutes with a love fest, so I think <laughs> I think it's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be good, just fine. All right, let's throw in some controversy. <laughs> yeah, come on, this is we're too nice, Ross. Yeah. We, we well, I, I am. Some Howard Stern for this you. or something. You <laughs> <laughs> need a train wreck for the audience. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go back in time a little bit, um, because we mentioned some of the artists that you've worked with uh, in the intro. I mean, Regina Spector being a huge favorite of mine. I've loved her for many, many years. But let's go back to kind of the early days and. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in music and, and maybe what led you to becoming a coach and, and doing the kind of work you're doing with artists now. Sure. Um, well, the early days were uh, I started working when I was eight. So <laughs> I won't go slowly through my time frame, but uh, I started as a performer. So I've always been a singer and I started writing very young. You know, not great songs, but I was always a writer. And um so I started as a performer, and in my teens, I was performing two, three nights a week with a band. I was very into musical theater when I was young. Um, I started writing pop, and I was very into R&B, like the first half of my life. I was the only you know, white person in an all-black musical, and <laughs> yeah, that was a fun audition. I walked in, they looked at me, they said, you know that this is a black musical, right? And um, I said, yeah, can I audition? They said, sure. I sang, and they said, can you start on Monday? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I lo- I'm a huge fan. I love gospel music. I yeah. love I love polyrhythms. I like soul. And, you know, again, go back to the word authenticity. Like, I love when, you know, your heart is exposed and it's out there. And I think that gospel and spiritually-based music, you know, koali music is like that. You know, music that is really, uh, and anything can be. I mean, pop music. Passionate, maybe? Is yeah. Is to say? Like, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I was, when I started at NYU, I was an actor, uh, studying acting at NYU. And that's when I first started helping. Like, I, you know, my friends would be doing something musical and they'd say, hey, can you help us? Like, we're singing. Can you help us do something with singing? Um, can you help us with some harmonies or arrangements? So I started doing it just for fun uh, with, like, Michael Black was in a comedy troupe there. And, um, and then I came back to L.A. and my coach invited me to teach at his studio. And I said, I don't know how to teach. He said, sure you do. You know how you developed uh, and we developed your voice. You, you, know, you can help other artists while you're working on your own career. And that's how it started. So I was 20 years old. I started coaching. I had no idea that you know this would be my passion and my vocation. And I really created a life and a career that didn't exist. Um, really the old-fashioned way. I apprenticed, right? I, I was a student to my coach. And then I became a coach and developed my own style and and really the perspective came from in my youth I, I was very passionate and very uh, I don't know, let's say authentic and genuine and then I'd say in my teens and somewhere a little later I, I lost that and it it really became about being a good student and 
I used to travel with my coach and I would be his example. So I would go to, I would go to his master classes and I'd be the singer that, you know, he pointed to to say, this is a great voice and this is a great blended voice and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I started getting the wrong idea that, you know, I had to be good all the time and I had to be perfect all the time. And I turned around and at one point was like, I sound terrible and I'm not having any fun anymore. Where did I go wrong? And then had to start put, putting it back together to find the fun in music again and my heart in the music again. And that led me really to, you know, how I teach and what I, what I value and how I want to help other people not get lost down that path and bring them back. Wow, that's beautiful. Awesome. awesome. It reminds me of a quote I read on your website. Um, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something, authenticity is better than perfection along those lines. Oh, I love that. Oh, thank As a, as a self-proclaimed perfectionist, yes. Yeah. I love that. Well, being, I think, yeah, that, you know, authenticity and, and being genuine is absolutely way more interesting than perfection. I mean, perfection is yeah. ultimately boring. Mm-hmm. It takes all your fun and, and takes your risk-taking out, right? So... And, and in a simplified way, if, if you're trying to be perfect, you're trying to be one thing. So you're depriving yourself and everyone of 99.9% of your personality. So again, it's like, you know, if I said to you, hey, spend the, the rest of the today, you got to look good. Just like look good. You're, how would you feel? You're going to be stressed out. You're going to be really self-conscious. So you're going to be trying to be that one thing. So you can't be goofy and you can't be silly and you can't be sexy and you can't, you can't be anything that you actually are. Because you're trying to be this one thing. And it's also somewhat subjective, too. I mean, obviously, as a classically trained vocalist, there's a way to sing, but it's also subjective. Some people hate that sound. Completely. Some people can't stand it, you know what I mean? Well, there is no actual perfection. Like, there's, exactly. There's, there's no such thing. But everyone has an idea of what it is. And then what you're really trying to do is find out how to be perfect. And there's, let's say, you got 10 people in the audience, you got 60,000. Uh, I have to be, what, whose version of perfect? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some of my favorite vocalists uh, that lead some of my favorite bands are by far not the best singers at all. Absolutely. But there's a passion. I always, I always go back to. I'm sorry, Jeff, but Jeff it's Rickley. He's a great singer. Yes, Jeff Rickley from Thursday. I, oh my God, the passion that guy. We actually had a guest on <laughs> that. Uh, I said uh, that uh, Thursday was one of my favorite bands, and he just destroyed my my heart because he just said oh i can't sing blah blah blah, and and i defended it saying yeah but there's passion there right and that is so much more important than anything in my opinion you know absolutely but Um, there's there's a great value in enhancing your skills so that you can express that passion yes which more more dynamically and more accurately and more effectively you know if you've Mm got you've got four notes or ten notes to your name if you can work them amazing but you will be somewhat limited right or if you if there's only, you know, and every singer has their habits, you know, every, some singers, like, they'll tend to go down on a melody all the time at the end of a line, or, or they'll go up, or, like, so whatever your habit is, if it's creating a, a blanket of style, <clears throat> your, you know, all of your songs will start to sound the same. Right. So if we can undo those, and you actually have more choices at your disposal, your writing expands, your performance, your dynamics expand. So again, you just, you have more options to express yourself i couldn't agree more absolutely and being a great singer is you know being a great vocalist or having let's Mm -hmm. say a great voice is different than being a great artist and Mm -hmm. you don't have to be one or the other to be both really you know or i don't know how i just said that (laughs) i think you don't need you don't need both to be great no you don't well you got ultimately you just gotta be a great artist yeah and use whatever you got to do that exactly 
if you know, we I'm sure you've heard this and many people have said it, like if you're talking about like the idol or the voice or whatever, that's a certain genre and a certain thing and mm-hmm. you could name ten iconic artists that if they went on that show they'd bomb. Yeah. You're like, yeah, but they're exactly. like the greatest artist of Neil all time. Young, number one, would be booed off the auditions. Exactly. You know? Bob Dylan and Yeah, like, Bob yeah. And that's not, but that's a certain thing. Like this is what this is their version of what's great, and everything is in that genre or in that vibration. But that doesn't mean it's all that's great. That's right. You know, um, a lot of people, a lot of artists. Uh, I, I've worked as a vocal coach on this, just as on the side to help supplement my music, as most artists have to do nowadays. Yeah. And uh, I know a lot of people were. I, I noticed some people afraid of seeing a vocal coach. Um, mm-hmm. Thinking that they were, it was going to change them, and I, I, I was the same before I saw a vocal coach as a teenager, and I the best thing I ever did in the world because it was she was a great vocal coach, cool. she's a close friend of mine. But anyways, the point I'm getting to, I'd like to know from a vocal coach's perspective, what are some of the biggest misconceptions that? Um, yeah, that's really important. And speaking of which, like Regina, first you know my our first sessions together, she was like, ah, you know, I have a style and yeah, I don't want to yeah, ruin yeah. it. <laughs> I'm like, I promise, we're not going to ruin it. You know, you can't take away your personality. You know, I'm not. She's, gonna... she's got so much personality in that voice. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's unbelievable. That's yeah. hilarious. And she's actually making new music right now, and it's really phenomenal. Um, and yeah, she and I have been working since just after her first record. So, you know, at this point, it's a dozen years. Um, and that she's a phenomenal artist. Okay, so misconceptions. So the first thing is that the first one is that people think, oh, if I I'm going to lose my style if I uh, go to a vocal coach. I, the first thing I want to say is that singing is an athletic sport. And every other athlete has six coaches at a given time. Like a pro athlete, right? Michael Jordan, one of the greatest basketball players of all time, to the day he retired had, you know, an offensive, a main head coach, an offensive coach, a defensive coach, oh, wow. a free-throwing coach. Like there's many coaches, right? And this is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. He, he was always practicing. He was always working on his game, mental, spiritual, and physical. Um, and singing is an athletic sport. So you could think of it in that sense of I'm having a trainer who's going to keep me in shape, especially when, you know, okay, before a tour, you have to, you know, you're talking about the playoffs. I love so, that. I love this. I like basketball. Apparently. So, <laughs> um, so you need to be in shape. Off season, you know, okay, you don't want to fall apart, though. Like, you know, you don't want to have to give yourself a long road back into shape. Um, so for that reason, number one is you could think of it as a personal trainer in that sense of someone who's really helping you keep in shape and grow and develop. Um, if you think again as an artist, like having an outside eye that can help you, why would, like who, who doesn't have a producer? Who doesn't have a, what actor doesn't have a director? Like someone to help, hey, I've got And an acting coach. And an acting coach. <laughs> Uh, so there's that. A lot of people do are afraid they'll lose their style. Now, what's really important, though, is that you find a coach that doesn't do that because there are plenty of coaches and every person who walks in my door and including myself has, you know, a bad vocal coach story. You know, someone who made them feel really small or someone who actually hurt their, hurt their voice. Um, so, and you will find out in one session with somebody if they can help you. You should know that in an hour. You know, you should have a glimpse of, oh, I see what we can do together, and now it's going to be a process to make that uh, the consistent way I sing, or there's my, there's my goal, and I, I, I saw it. I had the experience. Um, but if you ever, you know, if you feel diminished by, or if a co- in general, anyone I think who's serving other people, 
if they ever make you feel like you need them, you don't. Hmm. You know, you don't. Like you don't. That. You're there. You, they, we, I'm at somebody's service. I'm here to help every artist be their best, to, to accomplish the goals they have, not my agenda. I mean, I have my philosophy, and I'm going to share it um, in terms of being helping someone be authentic, helping someone be their best version. But I'm here to help someone be them. Um, and that's actually a, a comment that a client I work with uh, said to me after a few sessions. He said, you know, I've been to a few coaches, and you were the only one that said, that basically came to me, like moved in my direction, said, oh, I see what you want. Let me help you get what you want. Nice. Whereas he said, other coaches I found, like all their clients sounded like them or sounded yes. a certain way. And, and I'm like, direct them to be a certain sound that they yeah. think is the right way of singing. Yes. Yeah. And that's not what I'm about. I'm about helping each individual curate a fulfilling life as an artist, and that's being them and what fulfills them. Well, speaking of artists, tell us a little bit about the artist circle and how our viewers and listeners can get involved. Yeah. Um, so the artist circle, it's, I, I, it's had a few, like, I had a few uh, versions of it, and it has evolved into what it is now, and I'm, I'm really excited about it. Basically, I'm, I'm such a resource for so many people. Like, I really, I connect a lot of people, writers and producers. I, uh, you know, I'm a support system for people. And I really, I have amazing people that I work with, so many. And I was thinking, I don't have to be everybody's only resource. Like, and, and everyone's going through the same process. They just don't know it because they, they see me one-on-one, -on -one, right? And then I, of course, I do workshops. And I travel and do workshops. But, and then I leave, right? Um, so the Artist Circle, it's a monthly event in New York and L.A., and then I bring it into Nashville as well. Um, I've done it in London, done it in New Zealand, um, but every month it's in New York and L.A. And it is best described as life coaching meets a 12-step program for artist development. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so because the, you, you know what life coaching is, you know what a 12-step program is, but there really there isn't anything like this for artists. Like what I what I'm doing doesn't exist, so it's a little challenging to describe. It's not a networking event, except people are really creating true relationships. There's a lot of collaboration coming out of it. Um, artists are writing together. Artists are performing together. They're putting you know tours together, but it's happening out of real relationships that are developing, not you know show up and hand someone your card or your music and hope something good comes out of it. Yeah. 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 I've been to networking events like that, and it's... I think we all have, and we yeah. all hate them. So, yeah. yeah, I don't that's have business. Yeah, there's no true connection. Like, no, you yeah. don't actually no. get to know somebody. So at these events, there's no performing at all. Nobody's playing music. Uh, everyone can Google everyone later if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, every month has a different theme, and I cover different topics that I do privately as well. Um, but it's enhanced. Sometimes we're watching a TED Talk. Sometimes we're doing a meditation. I facilitate oh, nice. questions and conversations. And everybody within the, the event is talking to each other about it. So people are sharing their experiences, their insights to one another. Um, and then we, you know, we do group discussion and we do little breakout discussions. Uh, everybody gets telephone numbers from a couple different people. And they check in once a week. They just have someone to check in with. How are you doing? What's going on? Uh, it really helps with the support system, helps with accountability, keeps you motivated. Uh, there's it's like someone. Going it's like going to therapy. That, that's part of it is accountability to make sure you're on the right path. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like this. Yeah, there is career planning. So some of it is about you know setting your goals and setting timelines, and then again, like having ev everybody in that room ha 
can help other people in the room. You know, um, and having that not just with information, but resources and skills and talents. There's someone in the room writing their first song, and there's a five-time Grammy winner in the room. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. And they really, I mean, they've all told me, which is the best part, is they're all benefiting from it. You know, they each, they're inspired, they're motivated, they're getting a different point of view. And uh, so it's exciting. I'm, I'm excited about what I'm offering. I'm excited about what people are telling me they're getting out of it. And it's growing, and it's all by invitation and referral. So you can request a membership. Um, you can artists are bringing other artists in, and uh, and it's just been growing. I started it about uh, about or exactly a year ago. Are you ready for twenty questions? Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we're getting started. Well, Coffee or tea? <laughs> Coffee or tea? Tea. Meat or veggies? Veggies, once in a blue moon, meat. Okay, good to hear. TV or Netflix? Netflix. Twitter or Facebook? Ooh. <laughs> ah, gosh, for different reasons. I'm going to say Facebook. I know, I know. Yoga or yogurt? Ah, <laughs> yoga. These <laughs> guys are funny. Friends or Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Ross is still living in the 90s, by the way. Sorry, your answer is Seinfeld, because I kind of cut you off there. Ross is in the 90s. He's actually, yeah, like, I, I think we brought him through time. I'm not, I'm not even sorry. No. <laughs> I love it. Los Angeles or New York? Both. Oh, fine, you can be diplomatic <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I live in both. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, which, one, which one do you like better? <laughs> living. You know, I'll, I'll actually give you the true answer. I was raised in LA, always hated it. I was eight years old and said, get me to New York. I've okay. been in New York for more than a dozen years and now I'm really liking LA. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole truth. There we go. Yeah. Breaking Bad or Orange is the New Black? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, really. Or Wentworth, if you've ever seen it. I haven't seen Wentworth. Oh, go watch it. Is that UK? No, that's actually uh, Australia. Oh, whoa, there you go. Okay. Yeah, that's so the, good. That's the, you know, the UK went to the beach. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> okay, which would mean I would like it. Um, gosh, that one's tough. I'm going to say Breaking Bad. Good call. But both are great. I think I already yeah, know your answer. I have answer a few friends thing. in Orange is the New Black. You're, you know, come on. Did, did you say you have friends in Orange is the New Black? Mm-hmm. Who are your friends in Orange is the New Black? Three of my, three of my friends and... Um, that we're all we're all in the same acting class actually are all in Orange is the New Black. You are ridiculous. It's amazing. So I already know the answer to this, and this applies to basically I think any art form, yes. technique or or emotion. Oh, emotion. Yes. I don't even know why I needed to put that one in. I we knew the answer. I, I will tell you this though. I will tell you this. I teach technique. Like I, of course. I am gonna I'm gonna make you technically so much better than you could imagine, and but it's all for the purpose of emotional expression. Exactly, yeah. without destroying your voice or sounding like shit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and actually, you know, your technique can really get in the way. If if things are, I you know, think of your throat. Okay, if this if you're hitting the brakes here, the emotions can't come out. So I believe in technique, but for a means to that a different end, right? And if you mix great emotion with great skill and technique, well, you know, come on. That's that's what makes an icon, you know. Yeah, that's right. For sure. Canada or Scotland? Ah. You got people go oh whatever, Scotland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry. But I like the food in Canada. 
we don't really do we really have like a food I, I, tend, I tend to eat a lot of Indian food when I'm in Canada. Oh, okay. That's cool. I, have, I should go to more Indian It's also Indian very accents. fresh. Yes. Yes. Sia or Adele? Ah, oh, people. Did I pronounce that right, by the way? What questions are these? Ross, did uh, I pronounce that right? Sia, I think yeah, Sia. Yeah. Well, for different reasons. I, I really love Sia's uh, writing. And I, I mean, Adele's phenomenal. Come on, that's a terrible question. But Sia, I, I really love her writing. I also heard her interviewed a few times and really dig that. And I love that she's like the anti-celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> but again, Adele has a lot of those qualities as well. Like I'm, she's not being the celebrity or artist that you know people pressure her, expect her to be. And that's you know for for the same reason that I respect both of them for that. Cool. Yeah. Education or experience? Uh, experience. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. Sam Smith or Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. Style or substance? Uh, substance. Oh, of course. Michael Jackson or Michael Bolton? Oh. Grab. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> Celine Dion or Marilyn Manson? You guys are hilarious. <laughs> Um, wow. Pass? No, you can't pass on that one. That's one of my favorite ones. Because really? I think Celine Dion dressed as Marilyn Manson would probably oh, be my answer. That, that's my answer. Right okay, there. perfect. That is perfect. Or the other Marilyn I think we should pitch that as her next, like, Las Vegas residency. <laughs> I don't know, um, you know, I don't know I how that would say, go. I have to say about Celine Dion that I mean uber respect for the fact that she literally changes the economy of Las Vegas oh my gosh <laughs> like who could say that like her performing changes the entire economy of a, st of a whole city come on that's amazing <laughs> that is amazing it's amazing airlines hotels restaurants like that's, that's amazing true. that's true that's a powerful person <laughs> bless it's Ricky Gervais or Ricky Martin Ricky Martin Although Quail? Ricky Gervais has some really good wit, man. I love he's, Ricky Gervais. He's got some good bite. I, I've yeah. retweeted him a number of times because I yeah. really love what he has to say. Oh, yeah. All right. And he, and he just doesn't give a fuck at he, all. No, zero fuck. He just doesn't care. Yeah. yeah. No. Whale or kale? Don't make sense of it. <laughs> they rhyme, really. We put together these questions whale. and they rhymed. I'm going with whale. <laughs> Bet Midler or the Riddler? Oh! Oh my god, hilarious. The Riddler. And final question. Just you know, we like to start things awkward and we like to end this section awkward, so we're going to ask you to pick between Ross or Marcio. <laughs> oh, come on. That's a terrible you question. You already picked Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Canada here, so. And we all know you like to be diplomatic, at least in a couple of your answers. So. <laughs> Is it show already? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Libra. You know, a little bit of <laughs> there we go, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm a Pisces, so I just don't know what the hell I want. <laughs> I'm a Pisces moon. Oh, well, see, you actually you actually balance things. I just don't. I just like, nope. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's so well, true. That, that's that world of magic and uh, visionary, right? There we go. So I'm going to say Evil. you picked Marcy, and we're just going to move on from there. <laughs> yeah. before, we, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, we kind of we want to ask you for a little bit of advice. Okay. Um, on particular topics and maybe Ross maybe you want to take this one yeah so I would say um, again another quote from your website was authenticity creates connectivity mm -hmm. 
Why do you think authenticity is so important when building a connection with an audience and what steps or maybe one step could an artist take to make themselves more authentic to the that's, audience? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we know we respond right away to what we dig, what we don't dig. And especially I think in our world today with technology and how much information and, and is coming at us all the time, um, we very quickly say, nah, nah, ooh, what's that? Right, um, and it doesn't mean that the first two things weren't authentic. Actually, it's because everybody resonates with different things. Right, mm-hmm. there are artists that you probably don't like that millions of people do, and it's it's not that they're bad or good. It's just not your vibe. Um, but in terms of the connectivity, is that when you're being real and genuine, and you could think of this in your 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 regular or everyday life, when you connect with your best friend and you really are real with each other. You know how much you trust them. You know that they've got your back. You know that you can be yourself with them. That's the connection you have with that authenticity. That's what authenticity does is that connection. It's why people fall in love with the lead singer of a band. Because when you're really being that vulnerable and that real, it's an incredibly intimate experience. Doesn't mean that he's meant to be your boyfriend. It's actually the role of the artist to do that. That's an artist's job. So um, that's how that connection happens. You know, When you're really being vulnerable and authentic... You know, it's a it's a soul experience. It's an emotional experience, and that intimacy really connects you to people. Uh, so, some tools how to get there. The first thing is getting real with yourself, like really starting to be honest with how do I feel about the situation? How do I truly want to be in this situation? How like just starting to get real with yourself again in your everyday life is key. Um, and another way that you know I describe it is as an artist you're taking your audience on a ride. And so you're bringing them into your world. So knowing who you are, what my world, what is my world? And how, what world do I want to bring people into? So if you think of it like an amusement park, there's a kiddie ride and a water ride and a roller coaster and the spinning ride that makes you nauseous. And you have to know what kind of ride am I taking people on and not try to be all things to all people. Or, well, I'm really a kiddie ride, but I'm going to disguise myself as a roller coaster. Because your audience is going to show up and be like, I don't get it. And I thought I was going to get this, but I, I don't really get this. So being clear about who am I, what kind of ride am I taking? Am I a fun performer and I want to I, I want to just have, have a good time and take my audience uh, on a really lighthearted adventure? Then do that. If you're, you know, someone who lives in sadness and heartbreak and then be that guy and share all of that with people and make people cry all night long. People will show up. They'll show up for where you take them as long as it's, it's true to you. I like that. I really, really do. It really resonates to, with me. Thank you. And you have to perform to discover this. Like you can't, like part of it is in your like process and part of it is getting on stage and really discovering like how to be true and who you are in relationship to your audience. You, you don't find this out in your living room. Wendy, this has just been fantastic. This has oh, been thank you. wonderful. You guys are great. Oh, well, you're, you thank make you. it easy. <laughs> yeah. Where, do you, where can people find you online? WendyParr.com, P-A-R-R. And Wendy spelled the traditional way, Wendy Parr. And Parr two R's, yeah. Parr two R's. And everything is on there. I've got, uh, follow me on Instagram. I love taking photos, and so I, I do a lot. And for some reason, I think what I have to say is important, so I share a lot. <laughs> I love that. And uh, uh, your Facebook is Wendy Parr, uh, two R's, music. Two R's, music. And, and I'm on Twitter, Wendy Parr. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
I am writing uh, for my next solo album, and uh, you can actually watch my documentary for free. It's called Walking Proof, and it documents uh, the, the making of my debut full-length solo album. Uh, just go to marcinavelli.com slash walkingproof to see that. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Spotify, and they're all slash marcinavelli. I'm working on websites for various artists just now. Uh, you can check out my work, my blog posts at electrickiwi.co.uk. You'll find me on Twitter and Instagram as Electric Kiwi and on Facebook, Electric Kiwi Design. This episode was brought to you by Chris Keaton Presents. Find out more about what Chris does and how he can help you at chriskeaton.com. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, visit uh, patreon.com slash bridge the Atlantic. Awesome. Okay, Wendy, this has been such a pleasure. Please Fantastic. do come back again soon. Happily. It was fun. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 